Hey everyone and welcome to a Thursday edition of the Scouting Report. The transfer portal has been blazing hot these last few days and there are still a ton of players trying to find homes. If you were a player that jumped in and did not get some feedback prior to doing so on where you should be looking, what size school, head over to rsafootball.com or get me on Twitter at RightStepADV. Get a report, have a conversation, get just get educated on the process. The more information you have, the better prepared you will be for the decision you make. Schools as well, please let me know if you need help. While working with Neil Stratton at over at Inside the League, we have been working to get players in the portal evaluated so no staff is overrun by the sheer number of players in the portal. Again, you can find me at RightStepADV on Twitter to get me a message. Head over, send Neil a message on Inside the League. As a former NFL scout, I have watched football from the best of the best, like Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama, all the way down to the Wisconsin Whitewaters, Case Western Reserves, and just about everywhere in between. Let me help you get an honest evaluation and make the decision you need to be best prepared for your football future. But that's enough of that. To today's players, we hit on our second playoff-ready player, Taylor Upshaw, defensive end for the Michigan Wolverines. So who is Taylor? A class of 2018 defensive end out of Bradenton, Florida, attended Braden River High School, where he was a 6'4", 235-pound defensive end recruit, a three-star athlete that had 26 offers from across the country, It does not matter what level you are. If you are a pass rusher, teams will want you. Ultimately, Taylor chose Michigan over in-state Florida, then bypassed Tennessee, Vanderbilt, Oklahoma, North Carolina State, and Kentucky on his way to Ann Arbor. Once on campus, as many do at Michigan, Taylor took a developmental redshirt in 2018 before appearing in six games in 2019 as a backup and part-time special teams player. In 2020, Taylor saw time in all six games, getting two starts during the COVID-shortened season. In 2021, he was a top backup to the big dogs, Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo. Saw time in all 12 games, still managed to get four and a half tackles for a loss and two and a half sacks. Now in his fifth year and as one of the lead dogs on a really fun defensive line to watch, Taylor has played in all 13 games. Primarily still, though, a sub player that has rush traits that teams will still want. Just 271 snaps on the year, but five sacks and ten and a half tackles for a loss this year. Part of the reason why teams want him, you look at him on the hoof, you've got a six three and a half frame and nearly 260 pounds. Again, 32 and three-quarter inch arm length is going to be a good length, slightly shorter than the ideals, but uh, still going to be in an okay spot for teams. But as always, the film will tell us more, so let's get to his strengths. First one, versatility. This is a natural DN that has the athleticism to play from either a stack position as a linebacker, which he does at times, uh, as well as kick inside and rush from the three tech and subgroups. He shows the ability to drop, to work in space with instincts and awareness, has some fluidity in space as well. He's going to be able to kick down and play in subgroups inside. This guy's going to be able to be used in a number of different ways. Teams will continue to be able to mold him, shape him, maybe drop a few pounds and play with his hand up, or he'll put on a few pounds and see if he can be a full-time three-tech. His other strength are his instincts. As I just mentioned, this guy does a good job dropping, finding routes, 
fitting the rush inside, finding the ball on screens and misdirection plays. This guy goes shows a vision to play, you know, to gaps from a stack as well. Smart player, something that's expected from all the players in maize and blue. This guy is going to be able to learn a number of different positions, something that will, again, increase his value. On the flip side to the weaknesses, this guy's first step on the edge is just average. This guy takes a lot of false steps on the outside, rarely threatens offensive tackles with a speed rush. Not a natural one, two, three stick rusher that's either going to work an inside move swipe scissors hands off of that again this is guy is still going to be trained in terms of a pass rush arsenal but again is a fifth year guy he may be who he is yet he does well on stunts and games he fits rushes well gets his sacks by finding production fitting it when other players flush him somewhere but um his first step on the edge is certainly not a strength. And again, what is his true role? That is going to be a question that teams have to answer. Again, a fifth-year player that is not starting is always going to get a few questions asked, though he does play on critical snaps. And as part of the pass rush groups, why he is not starting is a concern, raises question marks. There are guys that have been good players, guys like Josh Uche, who was drafted highly by the Patriots a few years ago was in a similar situation, similar boat, was about a 40% playtime athlete for Michigan when he was on. He was good, though, so we'll see where we end up with Taylor in terms of those conversations. What else do we see on film? We see an edge rusher that works, and Michigan is primarily even front defense. We'll play from a wide seven and a wide nine tech and pass rush and wide front looks, often rushes and works from a two-point stand-up stance there. We'll work to a five tech and a little bit more compact formations, get down to a three tech when he's working in their NASCAR and lighter pass rush groups. Occasional snaps where he is a stack 50 linebacker dropping, working laterally in space. A good athlete overall. This guy's got good balance, plays with the controlled demeanor that you see uh, when he turns. He's loose in the hips, uh, just sufficient burst, speed, close overall. But that fluidity in space and when rushing, he can bend, he can play with leverage. And this guy's just an easy mover, just not quite as twitchy as you would want. As average pass rush speed on the edge, as I said, where he ends up down the middle of blockers more than he wants. Does throw his hands inside, will strike, but he's inconsistent with his arsenal, really of any kind. Effort and motor rusher that's good working to the inside where his sufficient strength allows him to push into the B gap. Again, it's not a dominant inside pass rush move, but again, he does a good job slithering, uh, staying with bend, kind of working through those gaps inside. Does have his awareness to rush, fit where he's needed, force the quarterback to hold the ball or take another route. Again, this guy does a good job fitting it when other players force him, uh, the quarterback, to step up. He's got a really good feel for where that quarterback's going to move to and uh, you know plug those gaps. In his drops, he's a sufficient player working to space and dropping to spots. Is going to take away throws with the length and, and playing in the throwing lane. Will be a limited man coverage player, but he does a good job throwing hands, working to mug the tight end of the line of scrimmage when asked. He can get his hands on there, but again, once you get off into the route, you're not going to be asking this guy to run in phase, but he does a good job throwing timing off the routes. This is a player that ultimately you want to see more film of him. Flashes plenty of times, but again, it's just the overall lack of reps as a subgroup player. The pre-draft process, uh, lots of past film work would be important to this guy, likely an all-star game. 
if he chose to come out and, you know, just see where everything ends up. On the player comparison side, a little bit difficult to find true comparisons. Not a ton of guys, big guys like this. These guys usually end up in college being hand down guys that are just Russian, Russian. This guy actually probably plays in a similar position that he will be ended up playing in the NFL. Again, you've got a former Raven coordinator there. Makes a lot of sense. But I'll compare him first up to Vince Beigel. Fourth round pick of the Packers in 2017 out of Wisconsin. He's since been on four teams, uh, Saints, Dolphins, Ravens, all since his time in Green Bay. Overdrafted, probably. Vince was a bit of a tweener, rusher, stack linebacker, struggled to find a home in the NFL. Um, again, he's not a naturally twitchy, fast uh, pass rusher. He's also not fluid enough he's a little bit linear straight line as a linebacker but tough physical guy that has never found a true home still like the rusher and taylor more than vince and i think the upside the you know nfl future for taylor is a little bit better than vince Another one is Jonathan Grenard, a 2020 third-round pick of the Texans out of Florida. Jonathan, a little bit more explosive straight-line athlete with slightly more bend on the edge. Jonathan did drop a little bit at Florida, but did not have the same space awareness and fluidity that Taylor does. Taylor, ultimately a more versatile player overall, just without that speed rush to win. Uh, again, they were. this was kind of a tough comp for me. Um, again, guys that maybe you know, flash traits here and there similarly. Uh, but again, just for the conversation piece, you know, going to, going to fall into that kind of third and fourth round type comparison, which where do I ultimately see this player in the NFL? So it's an interesting one that I would first say, I would strongly consider returning to school for the 2023 season. If I was advising Taylor Upshaw, not advice that I give to a lot of people, especially edge rushers uh, in this situation that he is in. Right now, I think Taylor would be probably a fifth to sixth round pick because of his developmental upside and his flashes as a rusher. But I think if he did return to Michigan, continued to develop and got starter snaps, he could move himself into that third to fourth round conversation that we had with Grenard and Vince. Um, so that's right. Right now, I would say he's a sixth round pick for me. This is a guy who I really want to learn about as a person. Again, I said a fifth year player that still needs development at a program like Michigan may have me asking why he still needs another year of development and will he ever ultimately take that next step again five years at a powerhouse program like Michigan you should have every opportunity to be maybe a little further along again that's where scouts have to do their work find out who the person is how he's done in the weight room with coach Herb see what he's going to do to take the next step. But again, I think there are traits, there's size, there's pedigree on tape that you simply cannot argue with. Uh, this guy comes in, plays on some special teams in an NFL building, works as a role subgroup player, team see where he ends up. So Taylor, you have a chance to blow it out in the college football playoff, move up draft boards, go and do it and see where the dice fall. That does it for Taylor Upshaw. Next week, we'll, we'll be on to Heisman Trophy finalists, Stetson Bennett, and on the other side, defensive tackle, Teron Vincent. At Right Step ADV is where you can find me. Let me know what you want to hear on the next Friday special. Anything football-related, hit me. Let me know what your thoughts are. Perhaps we'll just have some cleanup conversation on the transfer portal, coaching changes, anything else that I see in the headlines. Until then... Planet of portal, plenty of portal players and the NFL draft hopefuls to watch. So keep scouting.